Hello, and welcome back to the JPO Podcast. Today we've got a special bonus episode. I'm your host, Carter Clement from Children's Hospital of New Orleans, and our format is going to be a little different than the usual review of literature we do. In anticipation of the annual meeting of the Scoliosis Research Society, or SRS, later this month, I'll be speaking with upcoming SRS president, Dr. Paul Sponseller from Johns Hopkins University, about the society in general, hot topics in scoliosis research, the SRS's agenda, and their global outreach efforts. So with that, welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Sponseller. Thank you, Carter. To start with, would you mind giving a brief overview of the SRS since this podcast has plenty of listeners who don't do scoliosis surgery and won't be particularly familiar with the society? And from there, maybe you could tell us what's new and exciting in scoliosis research. The Scoliosis Research Society is comprised of both pediatric and adult specialists, almost 50-50, but pediatric leadership and involvement in the society is really how we started and still remains probably, I would say, the most interesting part of our society's mission. We have always focused on trying to track our outcomes, and the SRS M&M requirement has been in place for 40 years now and is probably one of the first and oldest registries in all of orthopedics and tracks a very important surgery, which has some high morbidity. So this has helped us to understand the risks neurologically, the risks of visual impairment, and to try to put educational messages and protections in place for these patients. Some of the research that is probably most promising is the research showing that safety can be improved through standardization of both the surgical process and also surgeon training. Also, as new technologies come in place, we are trying to evaluate them with proper follow-up. We have two meetings. One is IMAST and one is SRS annual meeting, and the innovative solutions are presented at IMAST and more mature projects are presented at the annual meeting. Tethering is, I think, something that is becoming more and more evaluated. Uh, The role of spinal tethering to guide growth seems to be increasing, but of course there are selection factors that are being presented and understood through the SRS. And then finally, 3D imaging through EOS, dose reduction, the use of rotation and quantification of 3D status to predict bracing results and surgery results, I think, are important topics that are going to be presented at the annual meeting and in other forums in the SRS. Great. Well, it's certainly an exciting time in scoliosis research. How has any of this work most impacted your practice in the last several years? It's a continuous improvement process. We have done the same things that many people do, which are to employ tranexamic acid or antifibrinolytics to decrease blood loss. We've improved our spinal cord monitoring process and our respect for the spinal cord monitoring process. We have added checklists for the surgery and for the response to any neuromonitoring changes. We have changed our antibiotic protocols for neuromuscular patients. We've implicated a standard recovery after surgery pathway, which has decreased the length of stay steadily to uh, less than half of it was a decade ago. So I think the continuous process improvement in adolescent apathic scoliosis also drives improvements in other uh, conditions as well, such as neuromuscular and syndromic. Great, thanks. With regard to the Society's annual agenda, are there any headline items you can tell us about? Yes, Carter. SRS is a global organization, uh, a little bit different than POSNA, but certainly there's a lot of overlap. SRS members now, the outside U.S. members are as numerous as the inside U.S. among the new membership classes. We have just brought on board our second outside U.S. president, Muharram Yazici, who will come on after me. 
And he follows after Ken Chung from Hong Kong was our president uh, two years ago. So there is definitely a lot of global connections being formed. Two-fifths of our annual meetings are outside the U.S., so there's a lot of globalization. This also brings opportunities to learn new techniques and new approaches from around the world. We try to strike a balance between peace and adults, and we also uh, have moved our IMAST annual meeting from the summer which is bad for many scoliosis surgeons, uh, into the springtime. It spaces it out from the annual meeting. So in 2020, IMAS will be in April, not in July. And it'll be five months apart from the annual meeting. And uh, it will take place in Athens in April of 2020. So I encourage you to put that on your calendars if you're able to. This meeting focuses on innovations, not requiring two-year follow-up, trying to be a more innovative meeting. The annual meeting is more, I would say, mainstream. Thirdly, I'd be interested to hear a little bit more about the SRS's outreach efforts. I've seen on your website that there's active work going on throughout the developing world, including Central and South America, Africa, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia. However, spine surgery is a particularly challenging area for this kind of outreach because the implants are so expensive. Some organizations do try to provide those implants. Others try to educate local providers or trainees, and others send clinicians to provide direct clinical care. How has the SRS historically tried to address outreach? Sure. We do have a lot of members who are interested in this, and the SRS tries to facilitate these efforts. We don't sponsor them specifically, but we try to connect people, connect resources. We've been able to smooth the process of bringing implants across borders, which can often take a lot of bureaucratic steps. And we have been able to to bring more specialists to these sites. We have had three humanitarian awards called the Blount Humanitarian Award given to people who are participating in our outreach sites. And one of our previous presidents, Sohanaba Boachi Akai, uh, has a, an amazing site in Ghana called Focus, which is probably the premier spine deformity site in Africa now which uh, takes care of the most severe deformities and is staffed by many visiting members who are experts coming from around the globe to help at that site. So there are many outreach opportunities. We also provide a forum for people to talk about their common challenges and try to improve the outcomes in these challenging cases done under challenging conditions. Thank you for the explanation. Lastly, is there anything else going on with the SRS you'd like to discuss before we sign off? Yes. As the society becomes more global and tries to encourage more participation, we are changing our membership requirements slightly. It still needs to be rigorous, but we are moving with a process to shorten the candidate membership when appropriate to a less than five-year process, and that will be rolled out within the next year. So I think the membership will be doable. It shouldn't be a big burden, but we want to encourage high-quality members uh, to learn from each other and drive the treatment forward. Great. That sounds like good news for many of us, myself included. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Sponseller. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Carter.